Hello, lovely humans. My name is Y.O. Lee, and you're listening to Sex Stories, a podcast of intimate conversations where I ask guests to share details of their sex lives in an effort to increase communication around sex and improve sex lives everywhere. And my guest today, who I'm very excited to introduce to you, is Amreen Karmali. Welcome. Hi. Would you please introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about your background. Sure. My name is Amreen. It's great to be with you all. A little bit about my background. I am a South Asian woman, born and raised in the Bay Area. I moved to LA about 10 years ago, and I've been a science teacher for about 15 years. Within that, I've also taught a young empowered women's class. I've taught sex ed in middle schools. Very entertaining, I will just tell you. The questions are hilarious. And I just left my career in teaching to start a gender justice organization. So working with teachers mostly around how to identify when microaggressions pop up in the classroom, especially creating safe spaces for young girls, creating ideas around sex-positive sex ed, that kind of work. That is fantastic. And what is that called? The Real Talk Project. The Real Talk mm-hmm. Project. That mm-hmm. is amazing. Okay, well, we will definitely link to that in the cool. show notes. Tell me a little bit more about your path that first got you into education and then mm-hmm. sexual education and then the decision to move there mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. the Real Talk Project. Getting into education was a completely um, unplanned thing. I was definitely not one of those people who were like, I want to be a teacher growing up. I did not play with dolls and play teacher. I was a biological anthropology major. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, amazing. Very random. And I actually, um, my favorite part about bioanthro was studying sex and yes. mostly monkey sex. <laughs> it was just, and I think for me, being a South Asian woman, sex was so taboo. Uh-huh. Right? So, what was your household like growing up? Uh, I grew up in a Muslim household and not necessarily a very strict Muslim household, but conservative in, in that. South Asian families in general, like the women tend to be very subservient and quiet and seen, not heard, mm-hmm. right? So I was, I was super quiet, super shy, hadn't really explored much sexually. So yeah. So you didn't get a sex talk? No, I don't think I ever got a sex talk. Really? Never. When did you like learn what sex was? Uh, do you remember that book, Dear God, It's Me, Margaret? I never read I'm, it. I'm a different generation. So this was, um, <laughs> that was like one of those things. I don't know. I have no clue mm-hmm. where I learned about sex. Did you have sex ed? You know what? I remember being in the sixth grade at a slumber party mm. and somebody having porn. Really? On VHS. <laughs> hmm And there was like. Like, we were very curious. And mm-hmm. then there was, like, dry humping and, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. a little exploration like that. But mm-hmm. very taboo. Never talked about. Um, definitely never talked about with my family. Mm-hmm. 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 So you had asked education. So bioanthro major. Graduated. Worked in zoos because I wanted to be, like, Jane Goodall. But yes. then, like... Found out that zoos were incredibly depressing yeah. and was like, shit, what the fuck am I going to do with my life? Yeah. And somebody was like, just substitute teach while you figure it out. And so I did that and I moved to East Oakland. I was living in Oakland at the time and a school really liked me. And they were like, hey, you're great with our kids. Can you can you just stay and like be a long-term sub? And I was like, sure, okay, I'll sub for the month, cool. And then at the end of that month, they were like, 
feel about being a teacher? And I was like, what do I got to do? And they were like, just sign up for these night classes. So a teacher had walked out, left in the middle of the year, and I took over their science class. So never in my life thought I would be a teacher, but ended up really loving it. Really loving it and really, I think my experience as somebody who was really like made fun of a lot in middle school and somebody who really did not like school made it easier for me to connect to the students. Mm. And then I could make it a place where they felt safe and heard and valued. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so you were teaching middle school. Which so grade? I taught middle school, mostly mostly eighth grade science. Okay. And I've taught everywhere from Oakland and all over L.A. So I've been in South L.A., East L.A., West L.A. Mm-hmm. And I just left teaching. I love teaching, and it's also incredibly exhausting. Oh, yeah. And so it had taken up my whole entire life, and this is going to be funny, but part of me is like, so I'm about to turn 40, and I don't have a partner. I don't have kids. And I was like, legit, like, I'm so tired when I get home. I have no time to date. Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. if I want a family, Mm -hmm. I need to switch something up in my life. And really, so I'm like, I joke around with friends. I'm like, I left teaching so I could get laid. (laughs) You know, I mean, currently it's a little bit of action. If there's going to be a reason, <laughs> I think that's a great reason. It's a valid reason. I think reason. it's a great it's reason. It's a very valid reason. Yes, absolutely. But um, I just needed some more flexibility in my life. I needed to take care of myself. I've been like putting my heart and soul into educating mm-hmm. and teaching for so long. It's time for me to take care of me. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. And how's the sex going? <sighs> Has not existed yet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We're still working on That's that. Great one. though. The more things work in progress. <laughs> goals. Goals. Yeah. To, goals. goals to reach for. Last goals. Um, I would love to hear a little bit about what it's like to teach sex ed to middle schoolers. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> I love it. How, like how? It's. You, I'm very special in that I love it. Yeah. A lot of people are deathly afraid of. Oh, I'm teaching. sure. What's so. What's the curriculum like? What's Make California really? Oh, California does have health standards. Mm -hmm. California does have health standards, um, but not necessarily around like sex positivity or like there's there's standards around like let's learn about our reproductive systems. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's learn about STDs. And the way that most people approach it is a very fear based approach. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Because they want to scare the shit out of the kids so the kids don't have sex. And then, you know, so for me, I really... I look at it as an legit, like, we are in a science classroom and we are going to talk about this in a really mature way, yeah. but also a really real way, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, if you have questions, ask them. And I try to, we get out the giggles, right? How? There's, oh, How there's so many out? giggles. But I think the giggles, like, I think on day one, like, I just have them, like, write all the words, like, pussy, Fish talk, like, they just write it, like, a huge gallery on the whiteboard, right? Oh, my gosh. That's and it's just, like, everybody is, like, so laughing and so uncomfortable. And it's, like, this is out there. But then we really talk about, like, why is it uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. You know? And does it have to be un- uncomfortable? And the, what do those conversations look like? The kids, it's interesting, right? So when we talk about why it's uncomfortable, they're like, well, we don't talk about it. That's almost exactly what my mom said. Right? She's like, well, why do you need to? Yeah, we, just don't, we don't, do don't talk about it. And it's like, if we don't talk about it, then it won't exist, and then nobody does it, and then that's yeah. the logic in our world, yeah. right? But instead, what happens is that we don't talk about it, and then people do some really stupid shit and yeah. get themselves in really bad trouble. Yeah. You know? Or 
And that works in multiple ways. That can work in sexual assault. Mm -hmm. That works in rape. That Mm -hmm. works in teen pregnancies. Mm -hmm. That works in domestic violence. That works in a lot of ways. So for me, and I, from the get, share my story of, like, how I came to this work and the importance that this, like, work has for me. Mm -hmm. And, like, as a domestic violence survivor, like, this work is really important for me. So giggles aside, uncomfortability aside, this is really important work that we need to all do so that we can be happy and healthy together. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I get yeah. tingles. It's really fun. So can you just tell me a couple of details from school, like questions that kids would ask or just like the mm-hmm. feeling, like memorable moments there? You get the general, like, can you get pregnant from butt sex? <laughs> and then blue waffle. What's that? It's this thing that was going around and I'm trying to remember correctly can you look it up on your computer yeah. at the same time yeah okay look up images of blue waffle and let's oh see oh we God. might be a little traumatized blue waffle was that what it was called blue images waffle disease okay yeah oh. <laughs> what? so it's what? a total hoax it's a total hoax. Oh, okay. Because I was like, this isn't real. Yeah, it's not real. It's, it's not really real. not real. It's one of those things that is meant to, like, shock shock kids out of having sex forever, oh, you know? A waffle that says fake on it. Okay, yeah, it's fake. totally fake. <laughs> yeah, right? Fuck. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, like, questions about that, and then they're all Googling it, and then things around periods, like, you can't, can you get pregnant on your period things like that you know um, and for our listeners no butt sex doesn't get you pregnant no you can get pregnant on yes your period. no and yes no and <laughs> yes so yeah like you get questions like that but then I also talk a lot about relationships mm-hmm. right because it's important for people to understand that like you don't have to be in a like committed relationship in order to have sex yes. but you need to have communication yeah right regardless if it's a one-night stand regardless if it's like just a casual dating whatever there needs to be absolutely conversation there needs to be consent there needs to be boundaries yeah so a lot of dialogue around that too because the kids have never really talked about oh stuff my like god that i mean i know so many adults friends yeah. my age who don't uh-huh, want to talk uh-huh, about uh-huh, it uh-huh, and uh-huh. i'm like hey like because i just learned some very explicit communication over the last mm-hmm, couple years mm-hmm. in a couple polyamorous relationships mm-hmm. and now that i'm in a BDSM relationship, mm-hmm. like I'm like, oh my God, boundaries are amazing. Yeah. Being yeah. able to say exactly what this I need, think good, I want this is incredible. Not, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I try to tell some of my, I guess, normie friends, mm. like, well, you should just talk about it and they don't want to. Yeah. So I'm curious yeah. to see yeah. what it would be like for a 13 year old. <laughs> <laughs> well, 13 year olds love to talk. That's great. And they love to question. And I think it's just, it's that thing of like, it's an age. Where they are so open to everything Mm -hmm. and they're so curious, you know, so the more you talk and the more normalized it becomes, the easier it becomes for them. And you still have kids who are like, no, I'm not talking about this. I'm putting my hood over my head, you know, but they're listening. Right. They're listening. Right. So they're getting the information Mm -hmm. and, and hopefully one day in the future, it'll be like, bing, 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 bing. This is what they were talking about, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you ever run into any, like, administrative issues with sex ed or anything like that? At my last school, I was very lucky to be at a pretty progressive school that allowed me to have these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I think that that speaks to 
access and privilege and money and oh, really? because it was a school on the west side. Oh, gotcha. So it was a more it was a more middle class community mm-hmm. that did have a lot more access to liberal ideologies. Yep. Right? Yeah. So these kinds of dialogues, while parents might not have them with their kids, were very happy for me to have them with their kids. Right. In other schools, it's been a lot more challenging. When I was working in South LA or East LA, where there's a really large Latino population that's very church-oriented, it's been a lot more challenging, mm. for sure. And there are people who opt out. Really? Uh-huh. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. And with that, all you can do is say, I'm here for you if you have any questions. And then word gets out. Because kids talk. Yeah. And they'll, so they'll learn yeah. somehow, some way. Yeah. But, yeah. Are there any specific challenges that come to mind? Like any anything that you ever like had? I don't know. Administrator wise, any were there Not, any words you couldn't say or anything that you weren't allowed to tell kids at a certain point? I definitely was never told to teach an abstinence only curriculum. Thank goodness. Thank God. Yeah. I definitely was never told that. Yeah. And it was what I did end up doing, especially when I was working in East LA, was I had Planned Parenthood come out. And they did their own curriculum, which was legit. It was decent. And so because it was like a scripted curriculum, parents could kind of see it ahead of time. Right. right. And and administrators felt very comfortable that it was like, okay, it's scripted and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know? So I think people felt really safe around that. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. So how has this teaching shaped your own life and your own sex life? I think that... It's given me an ability to be able to communicate at a level that I had never communicated before. I'm at a period in my life where, like, my my party days are kind of over. Mm-hmm. And I'm not really going out. And I'm not really, like, in the, like, one-night stand culture anymore. Totally. And I want a committed relationship. Yeah. So I don't have that much sex right now, you know? But when I do, I definitely i am happier about the sex I have. Ooh. You know, <laughs> I like yeah. the smile on your Tell face. Tell me That's more. Cute. No, I want details. Um, it's just growing up, I always felt guilty about yeah. having sex. I always felt like I was a slut or a whore. Or I felt shameful. Can I ask how old you were when you lost your virginity? 18. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was funny. I was thinking about the exact moment today and I was just like, it was, I felt horrible. Really? Mm-hmm. And it was totally consensual. I mean, I was drunk, but. It was totally consensual, and the guy that I was with was um, very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was not anything that was, like, pleasurable for me. Right. And I definitely felt ashamed afterwards, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. Um, versus now, it's a conscious choice that I make to have sex, and it feels very empowering, and I love sex. Mm-hmm. And it's nice that my frame of mind has changed and if I want to go out and have a one night stand I'm cool with that and if I want committed relationship I'm cool with that too do you feel like you're at a place where you can derive pleasure in kind of any partner you choose like because you're good now at choosing people that might help like what what about your pleasure journey Mm, I'm definitely much more communicative for sure and like like hey let's try this or hey what about this you know can you do that and I think that that's a two-way thing So it is much more enjoyable for me. And I think I hadn't really experienced the joy maybe until about seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? What what do you think? Can you pinpoint anything that made that shift? Like for me, Mm -hmm. I had, 
I went from just not my like I feel like all of my sexual adulthood. I lost my virginity when I was nineteen. Mm-hmm. I got rejected a couple times, mm-hmm. <laughs> trying, mm-hmm. trying. And then I always felt like something was missing, but I didn't know how to put it into words. I didn't know what it was. And then finally this last year, learning to communicate, Mm -hmm. you know, with my master and Mm -hmm. previously like starting to dip my toes in the water when I would be with Mm -hmm. couples. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm like, oh, so much of it was me just not, I don't know, understanding pleasure, not being there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, truly being. Checking out. The thing that I love the most about Mm -hmm. BDSM, like my friends are like, why do you like to get hit mm-hmm. and I'm like because I'm so present yeah and I'm not I'm not thinking about anything mm-hmm. else and I'm in a totally safe space mm-hmm. and I've had more orgasms than ever <laughs> like more than I could have thought possible yeah because a year ago I didn't think I could yeah. have an orgasm mm-hmm. vaginally on purpose mm-hmm. like I was like oh sometimes it might mm-hmm. happen I had 10 last Wednesday yeah. in a three-hour period oh my god I didn't think that was real that's amazing so, so I don't know. So if there's Go anything you. that you can pinpoint, I'm just curious to see what different people's experiences mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I think communication is definitely part of it. I think I am the cliche. I need to have an emotional connection mm-hmm. to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. I think that that for me makes really great sex. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like to be. So, like, all those years of, like, one-night stands or even, I mean, I was in a seven-year relationship, but it was, like, a DV relationship. So, there was, like, there was sex, but it wasn't necessarily enjoyable. A what relationship? Domestically violent. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the shorthand. DV. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so, even there, the sex wasn't that great. Right. You know, there'd be yeah. a couple times where it'd be like, all right, this is really good. Oh, shit, this is what it's supposed to feel like? Cool. But that was very rare. Mm. Yeah, so it's just, I think finding an emotional connection. I remember, like, after I got out of that DV relationship and I was dating, and then I was dating somebody that I really liked, and we had really great sex, and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, Oh, I get it now, you know? Um, And I think that was really eye-opening for me. I was like, and that's honestly what's made me, like, not have so much sex. Because now I know that in order to have really good sex, like, I want that emotional connection Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. So I have a lot less sex, which kind of sucks. But also, when I do have sex, it's much better. I mean, quality over quantity. Yeah. I truly believe that. A lot of quantity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm cool. Which is, yeah, which is great, but it's uh-huh. like, I, yeah. I feel the same thing because at mm-hmm. some point, it's just like, uh, yeah, what's the point? Yeah, what am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can have sex, but mm-hmm. I want good sex. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I could go out anytime and get laid anytime I want. Yeah, but it's not really what I'm looking for right now. No, it's not. I, I need presence, and it's, mm-hmm. it's interesting because I'm in a relationship where I'm not. I mean, we're very committed to each other. I guess mm-hmm. we, we just had our 11 month. Whatever. I mean, we don't celebrate anniversaries yeah. or anything, and we're not in love. But mm-hmm. there is—that's mm-hmm. a, a relationship. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a very real relationship. And I freaked out last week because I was like, "Oh my god, this is a relationship." Mm-hmm. <gasps> I thought this was sex, and it is. You know, and it is. <laughs> but but it, I mean, the two are connected. They're connected, mm-hmm. especially if you keep saying seeing the same. And person. especially, I feel like energetically, when you share bodies with, like, I think that there is a spiritual connection mm-hmm. that develops there totally totally you know yeah will you talk a little bit about what makes sex good for you like what do you think is good mm. sex for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. taking time taking time breaking it up 
like having yes. lots of laughter. Oh, yes. You know? Speaking my language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think being silly is, like, incredibly important to me. Yeah. You know? And that just, like, having play. fun. Yeah, play. That's, that's a why, perfect word. That's why when I was mm-hmm. learning more about the BDSM world, mm-hmm. I'm like, play parties. We want to play together. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to play. Tell I me more about play with this. You. I don't know about I this. I mean, I'm, I'm still learning, but mm-hmm. I went to my first, like, public BDSM, like a dungeon nearby was having mm-hmm. an open house event mm-hmm. where it was like, come see the dungeon, come meet the dominatrices, like come hang out. Mm-hmm. And so when I was there, I was talking to people and just hearing the terms that they use. Mm-hmm. And to play is like mm-hmm. to have a sexual encounter or to have a scene, like it's mm-hmm. theatrical, but it's literally like that's where play comes from, theater, Interesting. play. And I realized, oh. right? Oh, you're oh. playing, you're doing a scene, even though it's like sexual and you're, or maybe you're getting spanked in uh-huh. front of people uh-huh. or maybe you're not, or maybe it's like in private. And so huh. I met, I met a couple there who I met up with last week for the first time. My butt was so bruised. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> and it's, it's so funny because I was so surprised. I didn't ever feel the need to use my safe mm. word and I've never had bruises like that mm-hmm. before, Interesting. you know, and we negotiated. They were like, what about you? Cause I was like, no marks, no blood. Like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and they were like, what about your ass? And I was like, good luck. Yeah. Try yeah. Like I haven't gotten a big mark huh. there yet. Cause it's like kind of resilient. Interesting. Um, but I'd never been She's caned before. Resilient ass. That's cute. <laughs> yeah. It can't withstand a cane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. So it, that, that's been so exciting to me because I think that's also why mm-hmm. I like kinky people because they're so, Silly. silly, like they're silly yeah. weirdos. Yeah, and even though my master and I like, I think the thing that I like about him so much is that he'll like his dom persona is so integrated with his regular persona, mm. and so we're just each other, and it's mm. without being so serious all the time. Mm. We have these really intense moments, but then there's also just this lightness mm-hmm. that we return to because we're doing butt stuff, and it gets <laughs> weird, and sometimes it's messy, yeah. and sometimes my butt plug falls out it's and rolls real. across the floor. Like it's, it's yeah. real, <laughs> you know, like this whole image of like this. No, that shit is like all fake. It's like, fake. It's I watched so Fifty Shades of Grey finally. Oh I my god, I haven't seen it. Just I mean, it's just... I don't know. I think it would make me angry. It was know. ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I will say the dungeon is very beautiful. Okay. It's, I mean, it's a beautiful, like, yeah. luxurious, yeah. all the fanciest toys. Mm-hmm. But the relationship bits of it, I think, are totally, they yeah. don't make sense to me. Yeah. They are very... Crafted. Well, it is. And it's, it's like they picked, I get it, because you need dramatic tension in an arc. And so they focus so much on, like, why won't you spend the night with me? And, like, why won't you... Why won't you sign the contract? And I'm just like, that's not what this relationship, like mm. the whole essence of the actual BDSM relationship mm. was lost on me. And at no point in the movie does it seem like she wants to be That's a what I've heard. That's yeah. what I've heard. That, And I think that's why I can't really watch and it. Because I think like, it would be really it triggering me to feel, me. Yeah, it makes me feel gross. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, why are you letting him do anything yeah. if you don't want yeah. to? Like it ends yeah. where she's just like, you will never do that to me again. Yeah. And I'm like, <gasps> that's, that's red. Use your safe yeah, word. Come yeah, on. Not. And I think, yeah, I think that that shit's highly fucking problematic. Yes. And then that's sold to us. I mean, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. happy if it helps people like discover their sex lives, like hooray for the rope mm-hmm. sales going through the roof or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it makes me sad because I feel that like should not be more, the model. No. That should not be the model. And that only perpetuates misogyny and rape culture yes and terrible communication mm-hmm. and showing it mm-hmm. i have big yeah. feelings about yeah I, I mean i could i haven't watched it so i can't yeah. like but i'm like i can't watch yeah. it I feel that yeah well since one of my 
hopes, goals, and dreams for this podcast is uh-huh. for women to have more orgasms. Uh-huh. I believe that if we That's share cool. how mm-hmm. we each have orgasms, mm. maybe people will get used to listening and yeah. will like understand that there are so many different ways yeah. to have orgasms. So tell me what your orgasms are like. How do you get there right. when you're with yourself, when you're with a partner? Mm-hmm. Do you have any secret places like nipples or earlobes that mm-hmm. you can orgasm from? <laughs> Some people do. That button. Some people have um, Oh, I'm so curious to hear the rest of your podcast. This is great. Um, this is really great. Um, I am one of the, I don't know, 60% of women who, or wait, I can't remember what the percent. I have never had an orgasm while a penis has been inside of me. Mm-hmm. There's a term for that. Penetrative. Like, Thank you. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think it's, yeah. Six, I think it's 60 really, or 70%. yeah. Only mm-hmm. 30% are the yeah. people that do. Yeah. Right? And then there's some in-betweens or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that it's not possible. It might be. I'm totally open to exploring that. But um, my hand. Yeah. My hand is my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, in sex with another person and by myself. Great. Yeah. So hand, clitoris, rubbing around and around. My Can finger, you touch it directly? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. I can't. Like, really? my clitoris is way too sensitive. Oh. Like, if you get her naked and, like, unhooded. Like it had like even because even like doing this with your uh-huh. finger on it uh-huh. kind of hurts too, sometimes too much. If you like press so so lightly and like barely move, then that's like a nice tease for me. So I'm always like, okay, you can touch your clitoris. Go on, go on. Yeah. What? How do you touch it? And you said in a circle. Yeah. Circle. Yeah, yeah like I'm. My finger is like making a circle right now. <laughs> Which finger? Do you uh, use? Pointer finger. Pointer finger. Uh, probably pointer and middle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. And do you stay outside? Do you ever go inside? I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't go inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Partners have. Mm-hmm. How does that feel have. for you? Other people going inside yeah. with their hands? I'm totally cool with it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I have, I've, I've recently had a partner, not my master uh-huh. and not this couple, who was obsessed with squirting uh-huh. because he watched porn and uh-huh. doesn't understand that squirting means nothing. Like he thought it was a big orgasm. I actually squirted for the first time recently. Oh. I but I know it's important, but I don't think anybody was like. Neither of us were like purposely trying to right, do that. Right, right. I was like, oh, I didn't know my body could do that. Interesting. Was it during sex or was it during like fingers? fingers? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's usually when it's easier to notice because during sex, it's yeah, like, there's, they, yeah, the bed is wet. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. Oh, well, guess it got yeah. really wet. Uh huh. Interesting. Okay, so because I know for me, sometimes when people reach in and like mm-hmm. get really vigorous, I'm like, stop! I have to pee and it tickles. <laughs> I don't know. Ah. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody's ever gotten, like, super wild with it. Okay, good. Yeah. Because sometimes guys are like, I'm finding your G-spot. And I'm like, no, oh, you're not. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> you are not. No. That's not the uh-uh. thing. <laughs> yeah, people have been pretty gentle with good. it, which is nice. Oh, that's great yeah. to hear. How about, like, conversations around, like, even one-night stands or just mm-hmm. new partners? Like, do you talk, do you bring up sexual health? Like, do you bring up tests? Or do you just always are like, hey, now I do. Mm-hmm. Now I do. I I've always been to. very big on condoms. That's great. Yeah. Good, good. That has definitely been very, like, a boundary. Yeah. Here's but, a question, though. What hmm. about blowjobs? I've never used question. a condom for blowjobs, but you can, in fact, contract You things. can. I don't give blowjobs to anybody who I'm not in a relationship mm, with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Like, I'm totally, like, love them and I'm down. But, like, if I don't know you like that, then I don't know you like love that. Love that. Uh-huh. How do you tell them? I don't know you like that. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. You know, like if I did, then cool. But no, I don't. No, that's my life. That's important to Love me. Love that. 
I love your I will phrases. not. I also will not, um, like, have a legit long-term dating with anybody that won't go down on me. Good. Yeah. I That's yeah. definite boundary, too. Totally. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could not imagine no. that. No. There's people out there. Fuck that. <laughs> I remember I actually did. I used to have this kind of like regular hookup dude years ago. Mm-hmm. And he always wanted me to go down on him, but he wouldn't go down on me. So really? I would never go down on him. Did he give a reason? He's just like, I don't like it. I don't know. Fuck you. Yeah. I was like, now we're cool. He was not that great in bed. I just yeah. needed some dick really mm-hmm. badly. I get it. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, sometimes you just got it. Sometimes someone's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're available. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I've been getting better about, so condoms are always there, mm-hmm. but I've also been upping my game around like, have you been tested? Mm-hmm. When have you been tested? Mm-hmm. Um, Partners do you have, since you've mm-hmm, been tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have a screenshot of your results? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I recently got real turned on when this couple I met, like the the dude who I was interfacing mm-hmm. with, because he's the dom, mm-hmm. was like, tell me about your test results. Mm-hmm. And I, because I was ready to broach the question because we mm-hmm. were talking about getting together. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm so used to being the one that has to ask. And then when he did, I was like, oh, that is so Ooh, sexy. <laughs> I like you guys. Yeah, and that's exactly when, because I also am very careful. I never want to put my partners mm-hmm. at risk, mm-hmm. and so I like to get tested before new yeah. partners, between partners, and all mm-hmm. of that. And yeah, it's important. Yeah. But we, I was not raised to have these conversations. Hell and I was no. so awkward early Hell on. no. And I, I just remember, like. And I also wonder, like, I think we're raised in a culture where, like, and this is for me, like, I predominantly have, like, hetero relationships, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think men get freaked out by women who ask questions like this. Oh, my gosh. Yep. You know, because totally. we're we're conditioned for the women to be silent and to passive wait, and to wait yeah. for the mm-hmm. for, wait for them to take the lead. Mm-hmm. So if it does, I've gotten to like a place where like I I definitely used to, and I still struggle with self esteem issues, but so much so that like I would make things unsafe for myself because I wanted to please a man. Yeah, I've right. That. Yeah. But now I'm like, if I ask a question and you don't have a legit answer, I'm cool with you walking. Yep. Yay. It doesn't have any reflection on who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. In fact, it probably tells me a lot more about you, yeah. and we're good. Oh, I, I don't need that. to be around you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to wait for dudes to, like, bring it up, and mm-hmm. when I realized that they no, weren't they going don't. to, mm-hmm. or, like, you know, I've heard, let mm-hmm. me just put it in just this once. Mm-hmm. Like, just without <laughs> just the something. Tip. Just the tip. And every time a dude <laughs> says that to me, I'm just like... Do you know how many yeah. people? Do you know that if I say yes to you, that means you've asked that to some other yeah. people too? Fuck you for pressure. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. No way. It's very common. Ugh. It's too so common. Very common. Yeah. Which is why I want to talk about like mm-hmm. what words do we use? Yeah. I say absolutely not. Yeah. Because that means you've done that with someone else, yeah. and that means I'm gonna get an STD. Yeah. And that yeah. means you probably have one. Yeah. And that means no blowjob for you. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, there's a door. Yeah. Feel free to use it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally. I have kicked dudes out of my house before. Really? Tell me about that, please. How to go down. I mean, very Why? similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, dude was just getting too pushy. And I actually was, like, a little afraid. Mm. And I was like, you need to leave. Mm. And you need you? to leave. Yeah. You did. Thankfully. Good. Thankfully. Good. Um, I definitely... 
Kitty. He finally came out. You're beautiful. Hi, I'm here to be the boss now. You're so pretty. You want to come up here? He's sad because he doesn't have testicles. Mm. Is so. that a recent thing? No, no. He got he got neutered when he was little. Oh, you don't but we're talking know. about sex, and he doesn't really have any input. You don't have sex ever. No. no. Although he did used to hump my yeah. other cat, like back when I had two. When he had, he would hump him. Yeah. And I was like, "Are you a gay cat? Yeah, Maybe. It's definitely Is that a very thing? Possible. Hey, hey, hey! Please don't scratch. Ooh. Don't scratch. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've asked people to leave. That's great. Mm-hmm. I love that, mm-hmm. actually. <laughs> it's important. I mean, I also am a single woman in a studio. Um, mm-hmm. It's really important for me to feel safe. Absolutely. Good. Thankfully, I'm in an apartment building. So if shit went down, like, people would hear. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, I have no intention of, like, it's just not enjoyable at that point. Oh, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why am I here? Why? What am I why? doing? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Life's too short. Mm-hmm. Quality. Not quantity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most definitely. What about, what are your relationships around sex with your girlfriends? Like, do you guys talk about it a lot? Do you mm-hmm. have stories? Do you share details? Do you? Yeah. Maybe, yeah. like, not a lot. <laughs> yeah. I remember a good friend of mine who I've had, we've been friends for a really long time, started dating women maybe about, I don't know, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And I remember she was going to go on a date with her first, her now wife. Mm-hmm. And we were researching how to have sex. Like, women to woman. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> did you guys, like, Google it? We, she did a lot of work around it. I was more of the cheerleading support, like, okay. That but, like, amazing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. I love um, that. I think maybe in recent years I don't talk about it as much because I'm not having sex. Mm-hmm. But I definitely do talk about it with, like, it was really interesting. Um, have you seen Insecure? No. I okay. need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Watch it. Um, there is a scene where Issa Rae was giving somebody a blowjob. Mm-hmm. And then um, he came on her face. Mm-hmm. And she was like, fuck you. Why the fuck did you do that? Get the fuck out. Like, that is he so disrespectful. Ask? He didn't ask. Mm-hmm. And so it was interesting because I was talking to a friend about it and she was like, well, we do that all the time. She's like, I don't get why she was so pissed, you know? And Mm. she's like, I do that and she's married. Mm -hmm. And she's like, that's a thing, you know? Like, why did she get so angry? And for me, I was like, well, I think the asking wasn't there. That's everything. mm -hmm. I mean, I like to get Mm -hmm. hit. Mm-hmm. If someone tried to hit me without having a conversation yeah. about it, yeah, yeah, I would kill them. Yeah, like yeah. I, w- I would hit back mm-hmm. real fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's, yeah, the asking needs to be there. It needs to be pleasurable for both. There's got to be context, you know. There's um, got to be consent mm-hmm. in all the little yeah. areas. It's yeah. not just yes, I'll have sex with you, and then you can do whatever yeah. you want to me. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And so it was interesting because even, and then you bring up the, like, well, when you're in a relationship or you're married, like, what does consent look like in Mm -hmm, that, too, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So those have been some really interesting conversations. Conversations around consent are really interesting. Tell me more. Just in thinking, like, of how many people have had unconsensual sex, right? Or, like, non-consensual sex. It's Mm -hmm. just... I I ran an online male ally course Mm -hmm. recently. Um, And so thinking of like 
college party culture, right? And like how much like yeah. I've had non-consensual sex, you mm-hmm. know, like you think of how drunk I was or things like that, you know, like yeah. Yeah. and a lot of my homies have had non-consensual sex, all drunk, you yeah. know? Yep. And so thinking around that and like thinking of how do you make amends or how do you communicate or uh, how do you own up to things? Yeah. And then and then when you're in relationships, it's still important to have consent in a relationship. Yeah. Just because you're in a relationship does not mean that everything is like an A, go, green right. light, you right. know? Like it's still really important to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. I did an interview a couple weeks ago with somebody and they were talking about enthusiastic consent, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it was an, a newer term to me. I've heard of it, but like just this idea of like, Consent, like you were talking about it when the person asked you about the papers first or the testing, like that shit is sexy. It's so sexy. Right? So if somebody asks you, hey, is that okay? Yeah. For me, that shows that they're being thoughtful. Mm -hmm. They're being intentional. Mm -hmm. And that shit is fucking hot. And checking in long Mm -hmm. before you get to the date Mm -hmm. about are we on the same page? Mm -hmm. Like having that conversation. And I think... That's really sexy. It's so sexy. And when I was younger. It shows respect. It shows respect. Mm -hmm. And it it makes you aware that your partner is not judging you for like, will you sleep with them or Mm -hmm. won't? It's sort of like, are you an adult? And is this Mm -hmm. something you're interested in? Yeah. And I think that that is like, to me, that feels like a superpower being able to just be like, yes, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. This is the thing that I am here Mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. And I want that for people. I want people to get less weird. I mean, that's why yeah. I want us to talk about yeah. it because I don't want people to feel like, oh, well, I don't want to like feel too easy on a first right. date. Or stop the moment. Right. Or, and and I, mm-hmm. I want to get over this idea that talking about sex ahead of time is not sexy because yeah. I think the opposite it's is true. It's really sexy. When we mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. it and we know what we're doing, we could be fucking free. Yeah. And have 10 yeah. orgasms <laughs> on a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, goals. <laughs> Hashtag Goals. <laughs> yes yes you know it's it's when you're with somebody and you feel valued and heard for me this Mm -hmm. is my experience Mm -hmm. that shit is such a fucking turn on i agree you know yes it's cool i have one more question Mm -hmm. for you tell me if you had a magic power or like a time machine telephone or something and could go back and tell your younger self pick whatever age you want anything about sex, what would you tell her? Jeez, it's so you weird. I was, I, I was actually thinking something similar. Oh, really? Earlier today, Ooh. yeah. Like I was just like thinking about younger me and sex, and honestly, I don't even necessarily know that it would be about sex. Mm-hmm. I think it would be self love and self respect. Mm. Absolutely. You know, and I think when I had like. Me developing that has led to sexual freedom and sexual pleasure. Yes. Me too, actually. You know? I would say that that feels very true for me. Mm-hmm. I realized a year and a half ago in October that I, like, hated myself. Yeah. And so I made that my mission. And I was mm-hmm. pretty celibate the mm-hmm. second half of my trip in South America. Yeah. And when I got back to L.A., like, I had sex with one dude. And mm-hmm. I was like, I am disconnected. I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm. And so I just focused on that. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So I think, beautiful. yeah, I think that that is really important to me. That's why I do a lot of work. Like, that's why I taught a Young Empowered Women's class. Like, the safer, the healthier, the more stable and grounded you feel in yourself, mm-hmm. the better your relationships will be, whether it be 
friendships, whether it be like family, whether it be sexual, like all of that gets better when you're good with yourself. And that's just not easy. Yeah. <laughs> totally. we, we are living in a world that profits off of our self-doubt. Absolutely. Self-doubt, self-hate, mm-hmm. wanting mm-hmm. to be someone mm-hmm. you're not. That is the world that we live so in. So for me, self-love is revolutionary. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big like, fuck you yes. to the man. And, yes. so, and joy too, you know? like yes. We live in a world that functions off of fear, self-doubt, anger. So... Self-love, joy, happiness. Absolutely. All of this is a big fuck you. For me, embracing pleasure is along those same lines. Mm -hmm. Like feeling like I deserve pleasure. Mm -hmm. And that has just been Mm. wildly amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, even recently I was with a partner and I was like, what am I doing with this person? Mm -hmm. He's nice. Mm -hmm. He's kind of an idiot. He's Mm -hmm. nice. But then I was like, but can you still have an orgasm? (laughs) The answer is yes. But there was a moment in my brain where I'm like, this is not, this is not going well. And then I was like, let yourself enjoy it anyway. And I did. Yeah. And that is revolutionary. Like I think that that's, and I just feel like then the rest of your life gets better when you're having good Mm -hmm. sex. For me. Oh yeah. That's my experience. Yeah. You're making me reevaluate some life choices. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's great. I hope we all do. I'm reevaluating mine all the time. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah. Am I, am I in the relationships Mm -hmm. I want to be in? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can change my mind in a moment. Great. Yeah. Hooray. Uh, Yay. Thank you so much yeah, for being this here, Irene. I really appreciate what you're doing. I think it's really important. I appreciate what you're doing. And again, doing we're going to link to the, the show world. notes. Wait, tell me again the name. The Real Talk Project. We're going to link in the show notes Thank to the you. Real Talk Project. And you guys should all check it out. Yeah. Check out. She's speaking more and more. Yeah. She's becoming a public figure. <laughs> I mean, she is a public figure. She's like <laughs> stepping into herself. I think herself. it's just more sharing stories. More of what you're doing. Exactly. It's very important. Exactly. So we will spread this ripple yeah. of fantastic orgasms. Yes. For people everywhere. Yes. <laughs>